Hello, my name is Sonia Montiel. I am the founder of College Confidence. I am an educator, a mother of a fifth grader and first year college student, wife uh, to my high school sweetheart, and a soccer player through and through. <laughs> and I'm Hillary Bilbrey, inspired living strategist, author, speaker, mama to three teenagers, wife, and adventure seeker. You know, some things are just meant to be. Although we met randomly in a class, Sonia and I really became clear that our work, our values, and our heart align. Soon we began talking about our families and our worries and our businesses, our lives, and we realized we were helping each other move forward into our own confidence and integrity. We understand that many people have this fear of showing such vulnerabilities that you and I were able to get to so quickly, and it's because of that alignment. But that vulnerability and those conversations are really a way to get to the heart of the matter. And so Decided Heart was born, and this is why we would love to invite you to join our conversations. Welcome to another conversation with Decided Hearts. Hillary and Sonia here. We're having a little conversation today about identity. And really, it stems from our conversation that we had last week with the brilliant mommies that were willing to come on and talk to us in honor of Mother's Day. One of the themes we weren't expecting, but it actually, I don't know why we weren't expecting it, Sonia. I know. Right? But it really came out was the, the idea of identity, personal identity, especially with mothers and how becoming a mom, oftentimes we lose ourselves little piece by piece. That was, and, and we found that not just with the mom of littles, but the mom of, you know, the single mom and the mom of, of older children as well. Was that so, not surprising to you, but was it interesting to you how that sort of became a theme? I was, I, I was surprised when, when one of the mothers said, and it was the last mother, Yavi, who introduced herself and said, my identity as a woman. And I was taken back by that because I think I was taken back by that because I'm like, how, how come I haven't thought about that? And then it really triggered some questioning in my own life. So absolutely, I'm so glad. And that's why the village is so important because it expands our perception of what's out there and our experiences and our questioning. So, so thankful. Yeah. You're so right. You're, that's why our village is important. And that's why authenticity and vulnerability are so important because you have these open conversations and all of a sudden someone else says me too. And you go, oh, I'm not crazy. <laughs> you know? that's true. And, I mean, I can remember, it really hit home with me, as you know, we've had this conversation before that uh, I, that identity is something I work on just in my business, but it's also something I've had to work on really hard with myself because I had a traumatic event that really made me realize and reflect on how much I had lost my identity and who I was because it was so much tied into the labels. And I don't mean like Louis Vuitton and I mean the labels like mother, the roles I was playing in my life, mother, teacher, spouse. But when things go wrong or change or shift in that, it really throws you off. And, you know, for me, I went from having one child that was born too early and ended up nearly, you know, we had he was in NICU and, and there were a lot, a lot of trauma involved in that to less than two weeks later, my son Brack being in ICU for a month with burn injuries that nearly cost him his life the first night. 
And it set us into our whole family in motion of losing itself for a while, but especially myself, what was difficult in that is I was mom. And if my child was hurt, then how was I a good mom? How was I a mom? Was I even a mom? Had I failed? Had I failed forever? And it really started me down this path of just not knowing who I was at all and being disconnected and, and continuing to disconnect for life, from life for a long time because I just couldn't face the answers to any of those questions. I don't know. Have you ever felt that disconnect or that just complete and utter loss of who you were? Um, I'm definitely not. And, you know, gosh, I'm just, I empathize. I'm sorry for that, that trauma. I, I think the trauma is just the, the huge rug taken under your feet. And I think for me, it, there has been um, experiences of questioning. Um, and I look back and yeah, I, I look back and say, I did identify myself based on the roles that I, that I, not that I played, but that were given to me. And because those roles as caretaker, so, you know, was raised in a single parent household. And I took, because it in, intrinsically I was a caregiver. I am a nurturer. Um, I enjoyed it. I was good at it. And I was validated for it. So when I was receiving these external like kudos, like, wow, you're so good at what you do you're so good at caring for others, I then said, that's my identity, this role as caretaker. Um, we even had my, my grandmother lived with us during her last three years of life in our home, and there's a lot of caring, physically caring um, for this elder person that we, that we loved, um, and I, pr pr I pr prided myself for that role. And so, you know, hearing you, it's kind of, and hearing your story, and then later on when we talk about, you know, how can we kind of restructure, it's, it's this questioning like, oh, so what if, if I took the role name away, caregiver away, or great, good daughter, um, caretaker to grandmother, if I took that away, does that, like you said, do I know who I am without it? And that's where I'm at right now. I, I grapple with it because it's been so comfortable. <laughs> that's it. It's been well, so comfortable getting that external validation. I'm like, I just want to stay here because I am a good mother and I am a good wife. Right. Obedient daughter. So. No, well, an obedient daughter. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much for saying that because that was what was going through my head when you were talking was, you know, we've been reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle and she talks, there was such an aha moment for me when she was talking about being the obedient daughter. And yes, we have things when we're youth, when we're, when we're younger, that we need to be obedient for. We have to, like safety. Safety is like, that's a black or white. Like we do not want to run out in traffic. So we need to be obedient because otherwise we're going to be flat, not round. I mean, there's like, <laughs> there are all of those, those types of things, but there is the obedience becomes this comfortable place for us where we then, um, if we're not conscious of making this shift, that obedience, we get used to, I follow directions, I'm told I'm a good girl, I'm doing the right thing, move forward. And that's how we gauge and understand who we are by whether or not we're getting either permission or validation from external sources. But then what happens when the external sources are going against our own um, conscious, 
our own our own piece of knowing as you know glennon doyle calls it knowing our own internal truths and authenticity you know and so true and you think about the adults in a child's life so you know where did this come from in terms of craving that external validation and first of all it's just survival we need stuff and one of the ways in getting the things we need to survive is if we're obedient we tend to get the things we need to survive that's just basics right right then you know you think of school and i you know we think of the adults like teachers and or peers and i got a lot of questions of oh what are you mm -hmm. um and, and it did, I'm going off track a little bit, but it's so important, like nationality. Uh, I, and I think it's a very human need. It's like, I need to figure you out visually first before I know how to engage. And so, and then my, my daughter, she was talking about a, a story in high school where the teacher had to know, what are you? And, you know, what languages do you speak? And that, for a young person to be like, oh, I need to know what I am not who I am. And that starts early. And so I think there's a, a systematic way of developing our identity, of putting labels, because in order for me to have labels, and I can easily say labels, people will engage with me. And then I will find that sense of belonging and place. I think that that is so true. And I think that the thing is, is, is we have it backwards, because we seem to develop that first. And right. sometimes we don't ever really take the time to develop the the core piece which is being seen on a heart level like i mean that's one of the things i enjoy about you so much is yes i can look at you which by the way we have a whole nother layer i'm going to take a squirrel for a second but we have a whole nother layer because going through my head too is you have a twin yeah. and talk about identity being wrapped <laughs> up in that as well that brings a whole nother layer i think we'll have her on as a guest so we, we yeah. may bring that yeah. back around <laughs> will be like wait because we we the pronoun of we has dominated my life i've rarely said i so that yeah yes. right, swirling here oh my gosh yeah <laughs> so I, I mean that i had that moment as you were talking and i'm like and how do you do that how do you establish your identity within that um but what i was going to say is and, and it, it this sounds uh for lack of a better word better word very hippy dippy i know to say it but i truly truly mean it you know namaste is like you know seeing some i feel like i see you and you see me on a heart level like our hearts are what talk to one another not the external or the roles or anything like that and i think that that is what authenticity is all about and that to me was the biggest breakthrough that that I had years ago, and I'm still working on it, and, and something I'm so passionate about was after Breck's accident, I remember doing some training on, on something called the virtues, and much larger discussion to have around them, but the virtues are the universal truths. They're the things that are every culture, every religion, every they transcend everything. Now, how we practice them might look differently, but they, those words dominate every single text, sacred text, culture everything you can find it repeating and we all have them inside of us we all do and what we choose to identify through those helps us to be so, seen so much more on a heart level so it's so i have this moment where i was in a training it was again not long after things had happened with breck and i was with a group of strangers and we had maybe been working on virtues for i, mean, I don't know maybe hours but it goes pretty deep pretty fast 
I started having these strangers recognize and acknowledge me for my trustworthiness, my caring, my commitment to excellence. And they were seeing these things in me. And I, it was overwhelming, Sonia. And it was over, overwhelming because to your point, and this is what made me think of it as you were talking, to your point, I feel it was this moment that I can go to almost, what, 15, 16, 17 years ago now. I can see myself in the classroom. I can see where I'm sitting. I can see the people around me. And I remember this feeling in my heart of, oh my gosh, they're not seeing here. Mm. They're seeing they're seeing here. And it was a, a truly light bulb. Oh my God, they see my heart. And if I can just get out of my own way, maybe that is what people are seeing. But sometimes I think we get in our own way and we, we almost hide that from people or we excuse it or we get ashamed of it or we're worried about being vulnerable. I don't know. Thoughts on that? Yeah. It's because I, I'm thinking about how conflicted I have been for so long because I have, I've been known. So with college counseling, working with teens and young adults, I, I developed this reputation to know the heart and the core of these teenagers and young adults. That's what I always get that feedback. Like, you know, their heart, you know, their core. And I celebrate that, but there's conflict there because I, <laughs> because it feeds my identity as caring for, right? And it's validating, yet I've never done the work for myself. And so I know that you're gonna talk about your virtues work because it is so powerful in terms of listening to others look here and not here it gosh what is it it's uh it is there's a vulnerability to it because you almost forgot that that's who you are but then at the same time you've always known you've yes. just never been recognized for it for your like for me to recognize that in myself hugely powerful and i'm in that just honestly here, I'm still in transition. <laughs> I'm still this kind of, oh, really? Like, how do I, how do I convert this? It's, I'm right there, you know? So. Well, and I think we always are. If we're honest, we're, we always are. Like, like and mm. well, I'll kind of get a little more into it, but, but for me, one of my core identity pieces, my virtues is integrity. And I've been saying that for years, but I'm still evolving in, oh, wait a minute. If I make a promise and I don't keep it, that's not integrity. Get that sucker in alignment, you know? And so I think that even once we identify, we can identify who we want to be and who we are, but then it is a constant evolution in, in trying to make sure we're living up to that because it's easy to get lazy in our character. It is. Mm -hmm. And it feels so much better when you when you aren't. But the important thing is, is going back to like what happened with Breck or what you're talking about as well. When the picture of what it looks like to be a mother, let's just stay in that world for now and people can extrapolate. But when the picture of what, you know, keeping your child safe, having your kid at home instead of going off to college, you know, the empty nest, all of that, when the picture of motherhood changes, it can throw people for a loop if their primary identification is that. But you know what, when Breck was injured, when he goes to college next year, the caring that I bring to that, the sense of unity that I try to bring to my family, the sense of purposefulness in our connections, 
those core things, the integrity I bring to our relationships, um, the kindness, the general, all of the, the compassion, those pieces, all those are the virtues. That's who I am. And I get to take who I am and bring that to the role. And I get to bring that to a lot of roles. So when it shifts and changes, the rug doesn't go out from underneath me. That anchoring still happens in who I am as a person. Does that resonate? Absolutely. Well, here's the thing too. It's so it's not where we have the identity crisis or that we have to change the identity. The identity has always been there. Yes. It's our language that we use. And this is the most powerful thing for me. Um, I will say, I mean, absolutely as my role as a mom, um, I've intuitively been doing that. And you've given me language in terms of my virtues that I now, I can actually hear my inner coaching voice using those words. Not, not that I have to practice them, but I'm, I'm organically using those words. And it feels amazing. And to know that there are words that, that's, that support virtue and sense of self rather than this external thing. Um, I do wanted to say, what you, everything that you've just said is so critical um, because you know my philosophy with college counseling and college admissions and that I just refuse to accept the myth that teenagers are not supposed to get along with their parents. I do not know why so many of us accept that, um, but it is it should be strengthened. The emotional connection should be strengthened. And what happens when our children see our identity as the role? So the, the danger is, and, and, and the damage of the relationship is, oh, well, I've seen you as mother all these years, but I no longer need a mother, or the mothering is done because I'm going to be this independent young adult. I no longer need that. And, and then what happens to that relationship? But if Breck sees you and says, this is someone who's going to care for me, who's going to be resilient for me, purposeful, loyal, have integrity for me, you are this lifelong mentor in Breck's life. That is the foundation of where, I mean, I know now I say college counseling, it seems so superficial, but really that is, that is the essence of where we should all begin. That's right. You know, like questioning all of that. Like how does my children see me in terms of my identity? So yes, and how are we seeing them? Right, all of it. <laughs> and how are we seeing? And Sonia, you're so, I love how you say that because what was going through my head as you were talking, and we use this a lot when we're talking through virtues, we talk about calling forth. Like it's already there. We actually use a gem mine analogy and, and, and the idea of, you know, in a, in a gem mine, like there's some that you can just pick up, there's some in the wall, and there's some that you don't see and you have to blow up with TNT in order to get to. Like we have them all, but it's how we call them forth. Um, and we can call them forth in ourselves and we can call them forth in other people. And that's so beautiful because even the person who drives you the most crazy, actually, you can go on this little treasure hunt to find these amazing things in them. And it's <laughs> somewhere in here. I just know it. I know it's there. It's there. But on that, on that note, I, I would love to leave everyone here, I mean, hopefully this has resonated. Hopefully people are hearing you are so much more than the roles. You're so much more than the obedient daughter, than, than the mother. Like all of those things are important and are part of who you are. Absolutely. But what is it that you bring to that? What do you bring forth 
that you then give to those roles because it's you essentially you in that and that's what your anchor is and as you are reflecting i know you have a list and i guess we can say they can people can contact us if they want the list um but what do you see as you're looking at the list as being maybe three, four, five of the virtues that are, oh my gosh, this is my anchor. This is who I am. And this is what I bring to college counseling. This is what I bring to motherhood. This is what I bring to all of those aspects. I would definitely say, gosh, loyalty for sure. Um, courage, purposefulness. Um, and then the newer one that I feel like I've always known it was like optimism, but I think it's joyfulness. Mm. I, mean, I, I think joyfulness has been mistaken as, oh, Sonia, you're so optimistic. But to me, it's deeper than that. I really do purposefully like find joy in the things that I do and that I, I want to help others in my family or my circle, my friends find their joy. So those are the virtues that are coming up for me right now. I, I love that. I have to, I, so joy is a hot button for me too. So I love that you brought that up. And the definition from the book of joy that the Desmond, Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama kind of talk about is that happiness is sort of the, I'm happy, I'm happy in a moment. Sorry, I have a, a little hiccup there. Um, in the happiness is a moment of, of, you know, oh, that one thing, something external, right? Mm -hmm. Joy is a deep sense of contentment and peace mm. that comes from forgiveness, forgiveness, compassion, um, enlightenment, doing for others, generosity. So there are just those things that happen. And that way, when your world does shake, you still have joy. You still have contentment, yeah. you know? So interestingly, enough, during the conversation, we had, um, you know, the Dalai Lama, of course, in exile for over 50 years, and Desmond Tutu, who had cancer at the moment, talking about how joyful they were. So I love that. And I do see that in you and, and especially your, your pur purposefulness. But I would say for me, when I look at you, I see all of those things, of course, but I really am so I'd like to acknowledge your understanding. And, and when I say not just your understanding of people, for sure you do, but I see in you such a deep thirst and purposefulness in trying to understand other people, no matter what their difference and background, age, whatever. And that is a connection you have with people that I am so drawn to and love about you. So your, your sense of understanding would be something that I think is remarkable. Thank you. And I know for, for you, integrity has been a core for you. Um, in our relationship together, your truthfulness, I, I mean, gosh, I mean, there's, I know people cannot see these words. There's just so, so much that I can think about in terms of you, but coming down to your truthfulness, the courage to share your story, the honesty that you have, has really helped others, including uh, absolutely me, me first, right? <laughs> but I've witnessed it. I've witnessed how those virtues have helped expand awareness in others for themselves. Like your good in the, in the world through those virtues have really uplifted a sense of 
individual like awareness of who they are and what their place is and what their purpose is where they come out thinking or believing really or working towards the sense of i i am moving in a, in a direction of betterment uh, uh, towards joy and to see that light come up um, within me and within the others because i've attended your workshop so i've seen those like those that the light bulb come up is just so powerful it's just amazing in terms of what you're doing Oh gosh, thank you so much. I mean, I feel that that, thank you so much. It's so hard, by the way, for people, anybody watching this, this process is amazing, but it is so uncomfortable at times. And saying thank you as a simple thank you, it is sometimes harder to receive when people are giving, but we have to learn to get, because taking that on, we also makes other people comfortable when we give it back to them. So thank you so much for saying that. And I think it is important and if we can leave people here with any thought I, I love what you said about the light i think we all have to tune into the fact that we have these amazing virtues inside of us that we have amazing light that can shine out into the world and create positivity create joy and tapping into that and anchoring into that is so important so i would love to challenge our our viewers to take a second to think about and again if they want the list from us that's great but really to tap into not what roles do I play, but who am I and what do I bring to the world and how can I recognize and see others beyond the surface and to their heart level? That and then, I mean, absolutely, that is what we want to leave with our, our viewers today. But if I just may, Hillary, um, those are, it's those questions. It's like, yeah, I want that. I want, I want, how do I do that? I think if, if you are wondering where to start, I'm just going to plug in Hillary's workshops um, liveinspired.com so it's it's going to be at the end and the beginning of our, our video but truly like in an hour hour and a half you're going to have that starting point because I grappled with it I wanted it I didn't know where to start I didn't have the terminology or, or even how to give virtual virtual state statements rather than oh my god you look so pretty today I love that <laughs> I love that plan. I didn't I mean just that tool was like oh wow I gotta think deeper in giving virtue statements to others and then thinking about myself. So sorry, long-winded statement. No, 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 no. I, I appreciate that. But I, but give your, well, thank you. But give yourself the, I mean, you do that through college confidence. You really do. You really do do that with the families. And, and I'm looking forward to the fact that together with college confidence and, and hillarybilbury.com, like the two of us can really hopefully merge those things together and help families. You have a personal identity, you have a family identity, and move forward feeling like, hey, we've got this, yeah. right? Things are gonna happen, things are gonna rock our world, but we can come back to center because we're anchored and, and we know who that is and we're confident in that. So I appreciate that so much and I appreciate you. Too, so such a great talk. I wish we could have this every morning, we could. I know. You know what? If well, depending on what happens, we may start with just morning conversations. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. All right. All have a great day. Have a great day, Hillary. Thank you. You have a great day too, Sonia. Actually, I'm going on your master class next. So I'll I'll hang out with you again in just a few minutes. So live inspired, everyone.